This is the MFG Cast. This is Kurt. And Tracy. And Kim. And as always, D. Wyatt. Welcome to another episode of the MFG Cast. This episode, we're going to be focusing on more pandemic. This time, we're going to be focusing on curing because that's what you do in, in pandemic. But this one is called Pandemic the Cure. You probably heard of it. It's got dice. Shiny, nice dice. Oh, love dice. <laughs> We'll be kind of focusing on that. Another another grand experiment from Mr. Matt Lecoq. I call him that because, you know, we're buds. <laughs> it's like French. Lecoq. Actually, now it sounds like I'm okay. like really being like dirty. Yeah. I'll stop. Sorry, Matt. So, but before we get into Gross. that, let's talk about what we're now playing. I will start. Well, we can kind of, I mean, I suppose me and Tracy can kind of, can kind of talk. But um, first, I'll go first with a game that Tracy didn't get to play, but for... Christmas, I actually got this for both Dan and for Mike. I got the WWE um, Superstar Showdown game, and I was able to play it for the first time, and I really enjoyed this game. I thought I didn't know, actually, I didn't know what to think about it, because historically, wrestling board games are awful, especially WWE ones or WWF <laughs> ones. I think at one point, I think Mike had one where we ha- it came with a... Uh, VHS or a DVD, and it basically said the same five things over and over again when you put when you used it. And after a while, you know what? Listening to Jerry the King Lawler's voice do three things is fucking annoying. So, you know, that kind of happened. I, I was going to say, that's also all the video games from the last ten years. It's like, body slam! Body slam! Like, I get it, Cole. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's exactly. really putting it to him! Thank you for the nondescript terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, that wrestler is great. But uh, with this game, it's got some simplicity to it, but it's also got some crunchy parts to it. It's kind of cool. It's You're using cards, and you've got this little ring with your little miniatures, which, the, I'm sorry, the miniatures, they're cool to have, but they don't look like the wrestlers at all. <laughs> That's the one knock I'll give on them. It's like, I think this is Big Show because he's putting his arm in the air like he's going to do a choke slam, but it's hard to tell because he looks like my next-door neighbor, Jim. But, you know, it's just, it's weird how that works out. But the um, it's, it's almost like a rock-paper-scissors game where you decide which cards you want to use, and one card is going to trump another, like... Like a punch uh, in the mouth strikes. will uh, outclass a body slam. Any body yeah, slam well, will stop an armbar. Well, actually, the the on this game, the slam outdoes everything. That's the, like the the big trump. It actually gets everything. Um, like your strikes. Uh, what do you call that? I um, think it's like win over maneuver, yeah. and your maneuvers win over your 
grapple. Yeah, and your grapples win over your something Strikes, else. I think. It's like strike, grapple, maneuver, and then slam is, uh... Slam just smacks slam everybody. Slam is... Your, just takes everybody down. Yep. And so then when you have... You also have uh, special abilities on the bottom of the cards where, like, some of them you can kick out. You know, if somebody wins the battle and you battle three times, basically you use three cards to do that. And, um... It's got special abilities where some can upgrade how many times you hit them for. Um, you can do reversals, um, different stuff. But it's, I don't know, it's its just, it looks, it seems simple, but it's got a little more strategy to it. And as you're going, you can actually play kind of a campaign too, yeah. where at the end of the match, you can actually upgrade your card and get better cards because like you can buy slams, which usually cost like 30 points or whatever. And you can kind of keep going. You can make it into this big, like, you know, pay-per-view or, like, you know, series or season or whatever. It's, it's. I don't know. It was one of those, like, when I heard about it, it really didn't get a lot of hype. And some of the people that I talked to just in, or that I listened to didn't seem to really care for it. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. The, the thing that I wish that it had, though, is, like, unfortunately, it feels like it kind of, like, died in the water. And it's a game that would be awesome if they even just had a few character packs or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's yeah. I definitely think that that's where it went. I think because it didn't get the hype that it deserved, it you know it didn't get that. And that's what me and Mike talked about when we first played it. We're like, okay, it's cool that they've got these five wrestlers, but it would have been cool to have like Undertaker or like Batista or The Rock. Instead, they've got Big E. I mean, I'm sorry, Big E. I'm sure you're awesome, but you know what? I would rather have somebody else that's bigger than that. I'm surprised because when it when did that game come out? Was that before New Day? It was when the New Day was heels. That's yeah. how old like the dating of the game is. Because like Big E is awesome yeah. now, like when the New Day, but before yeah. that, he's like Big E. All right, you just. Oh, spe- <laughs> by the way, uh, also so for people that uh, have only watched wrestling in the last year, Big Show was a guy that was very large and used to lose to everybody, <laughs> um. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know. But it, no, like the, see, like that's the thing with that game. Like if there was even like a, like another hundred cards you can get, just so there was a reason to do that, like career mode and campaign mode, just like a little something. And I mean, like I said, unfortunately, it just kind of like you know like like fast when it came out and uh i think that's like you know one of those downsides of if your game isn't noticed in the first three months because that was one of those games that i remember like miniature market had on clearance very fast and i was like well this isn't a good sign and you know and i mean like spartacus has like five expansions under dark guiding expansion wwe nothing (laughs) so yeah if if you're really if if you are interested in this game at all? It's fairly cheap. You can get on get it on the cheap off of Amazon. Um, another thing you can do if you have a little extra cash. I'm not saying you you know you necessarily want to or not want to, but me and me and Mike might actually do because we're actually kind of excited about this game. They on Board Game Geek. There's a lot of people that have made their own wrestler and wrestler yeah, cards. And, and if you if you've looked at them, they look just like the ones that you see that you have. So you could just print out a few if you're into that whole thing. And then you'll just, like, I was thinking, I talked to Mike about it, I was like, well, geez, they sell just about every little little miniature guy for, like, you know, 
the dollar store has them or like if you you know but go online yeah exactly yeah you know you can you know find that little guy <clears throat> that you can use for that game or whatever and just print off the cards and you're good to go you should use like those like slam and speak wrestlers from toys r us and everything <laughs> somebody has the <laughs> yeah, miniature yeah, exactly. and then in that same square you just put a like a nine inch john cena you can't see me it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's like D and D. It's like it's like this 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 wrestler that I've got takes up you know three fourths of your spot, so you only get these three spots to go. So. <laughs> yeah, you could use those little the little wrestler guys that we got from the Dollar Tree. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So like even yeah. like the Lego like size like wrestlers and stuff like that because they're like a perfect fit for the squares of the board. That's the only thing that's like worrisome. Yeah. You got you got to make sure they fit in the squares, otherwise people are like. Well, I can hit you from anywhere because you're in five squares. I mean, it's your fault for being so big. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it, yeah, and just some of the things that they thought of, like they even have like you can bounce off the rope and get them for more, you know, for more damage. You can um, get you can um, get outside of the ring, and if you stay outside of the ring, you have to give up a card each time. But you also can shuffle your discard pile into your deck. And one of the two ways of getting getting beat in this game is if you um, don't have any kickouts. You have to pull up the top three cards of your deck, and if you don't have a kickout card, you're pinned. But also, if you give up all your cards once you get all this damage, you run out of cards that you can't pull up to. I think it's like five or six. Yeah, then you, you, you get game. KO'd. So real quick, all right. So would yeah. you say this episode we're gonna use one of the explicit ratings? Well, you said the F word already. Sure. Okay. Because yeah, exactly. Because I'll never forget one of the things that gave me such a bad taste in my mouth with this game was the very first time me and Kim played in the first round. She won like the square off. She was using Daniel Bryan. I was using the Undertaker, and she successfully pinned me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan pinned the Undertaker in 30 seconds. And she's like, yes. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is the, <laughs> the Taker. The dead man jobbed to Daniel Bryan? I don't think Wait, so. Wait, they had the Undertaker in, that, in the game? Yeah. Oh, no. sorry, uh, Big Show. Big no. Show. Uh, Dan's big wrong. Show. Yeah. Yes. No, no, uh, Reigns. I was Reigns at the time. Oh. I'm like, there's no way Reigns is jobbing to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> I was even booing my own character every time I moved in the ring. Everyone boos Roman Reigns, so. <laughs> Such a tool. They, they should put a card that just says, ooh, ah, whenever you play Reigns. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Um, another thing we got to play, which we've played on our iPad, we played on the iPad like a ton. We finally got Suro. Nice. nice. Man, that game is so good. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This. Um, it's funny. It's funny too because when in the iPad version, you don't get to draw the three tiles, do you? They just distribute them. Oh yeah, they, they just, just give them to you. It's a pass and play too, so you don't see the other person's mm-hmm. tile. They show you, oh, yeah. and then when it's done, you pass to the next player. They take it and choose. But what's really cool is that the app. There's uh, three different modes you can play, right? Yeah, I didn't realize it. Uh, yeah. I like the one, like, longest yep. distance wins, not, like, last survivor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. longest distance um, loops. Yeah, most loops. And... Surviving. Like, the last person standing. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny, too, because Tracy's like, she's like, oh, they don't have loops in here. We're <laughs> like, we're going to have to do that sometime. We'll have yeah. to count <laughs> That would be real. That would be very hard, though. It would be, especially if you did that with eight players. Holy crap! What you should do yeah. is you should put a very long piece of string of each player's color in the box too, and then you just 
and then you go <laughs> nice as you're making your the graphics are cool in that game too yeah yeah the music is very serene yeah the app yeah the app is just so amazing that's why we wanted to buy the game because we're just like that's just so cool i kind of wish we would got the the um like upgraded version i like the version that we have but i would the like the seas one no, I don't. They have like oh, a, a better, ver- yeah, like a deluxe version with like better. I don't think so. Um, they had stones. Oh okay. They they came out with stones, but the stones oh, you have to buy the magazines. Yeah, the the board oh. gaming magazines. It was kind of funny. It's, that's what got us to get back into Suro. It was like yeah. Game Trader magazine put out eight new colors of the dragon stones, and they were just like, hey, you know feel free to use this the next time you're playing Suro and, like, rediscover the magic of that. I'm like, that game was great. Well, what's funny was <laughs> the first Suro game we played was Suro of the Sea because I remember it was, like, six players and the table that they had was so tall, I kind of had to, like, yeah, lean hop forward. Off to play your yeah, it was really hard. I couldn't reach. <laughs> um, but they had like 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 cannons or something like that that can like. Yeah, there's like other type of up. tiles and everything. I but, mean, which is cool, but I like just Zero. And I, I like that that was the start of it, and then I was like, oh, let's get Zero, and then Zero is much different, mm-hmm. but I like yeah. it all the same. Yeah, it's it's another one of those games where it's like really simple, but there's so much strategy to it, and it's like so easy to learn and teach and just like it I, I just don't understand how how games like this are made like so well like it's just yeah. it just like boggles my mind like how how do we not have any like more of these you know? well and i think i think when we were playing it we were so baffled that like any of the tiles you could put them any direction and they always fit yeah it's just the, the how you wanted to place mm-hmm. them for how you wanted your stone to go, but they always work. My, it's just nuts. My favorite thing is when you're when you're in that bad spot and you're like, nope, rotate, nope, rotate, nope, rotate, nope, <laughs> yeah, and then you like yeah. look at your other yeah, right, exactly. and then your other tile is like a mirror of itself where it's like four of the same, and you're like, well, none of these will help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like one of these will work. I swear. I just turn it this way. It will yeah. work. But they're like identical to each other anyway. But I, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of funny. Like I know I've been championing a bit, but I will say Suro is a game that every game group should have a copy of this and it should be at every game night. It's like two players. Awesome. Five players. Great. Eight players. It works. Like every player yeah. count is yep. good. And it goes so quick yeah. too. It open the night, close the night with it. It's, it's a top pick hands down. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Now we just have to get, we bought it for my parents. Nice. <laughs> Now we just have to get them to play it because I'm sure, shit, they have not played it yet. <laughs> yeah, I think because of just the look of the box, like to tell you the truth, like I think we even saw it way before we even played it, and we were like, "Oh, this looks interesting," but it, you know, we didn't really know. And just by looking at the box, it looks intimidating. If even if you don't look at the back, you know, it's like, "Oh, what's that?" You know. So I think with her parents, it's probably that way. It's probably they're just probably like, like oh, so we're just gonna have to go over there and show them how to play. Yeah. Oh, they'll have it figured yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. In a second. But. What I love about teaching that game is it. It's I always teach it the same way. It's like, okay, like you know, you show them one piece where like the piece goes off the board and you go, that's how you die in this game. So your goal, don't die, and that's it. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what do I do? Put down a tile so you keep moving. Like, just always make sure you move. 
And that's it. You're done teaching mm-hmm. Sarah. <laughs> it's like, that's that's yeah. something that's great. Yeah, really. That's all that there is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a game that even I can teach. <laughs> and, and we got all the we got all the rules right. I know we did it first time. Ta da. <laughs> got it on mic. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, we actually finished Charterstone. It's, nice. Wow. Awesome. Who won? Awesome. Tracy kicked my butt. Nice. How savagely. Yep. Uh, decently. So probably uh, like 40 points, maybe? 40? Yeah. It's not so bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. If I would have done better, I'm not spoiling anything. If I would have done better on my buildings, I would have been okay. That's where I failed. Mm. Yeah. It, but, yeah. And well, in my head, that's what I, that's where I started. Yeah. Was- and, and just like, and just... And just like I've I've said a half a million times since we've been talking about this game, if you haven't gotten it yet, you better get it because it's so awesome. Well, like Dan, because uh, like that's what I noticed too. Like he was just building, building, and I wasn't doing much building, and he did win. Like, we, but it came very close. And certain things in the game helped yeah. me get like certain wins. But um, mm-hmm. I think building a lot will be very helpful. And and one thing too yeah, is like fun. um. For a co- like, I heard a couple of people say, like, oh, if you start falling behind, you know, you can never come back. Mm-mm. It's not like buildings are blocked off to you or anything. Like, you can use anything in that game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and the other thing, too, is, like, if you get a wild score in one game, um, that can really help out your... Like, I mean, I, I don't know why people put such an emphasis on winning the campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, at the end of 12 games, I didn't win. All right, does that mean everything else before it sucked? Like, you know, <laughs> But it's kind of like um, yeah. a couple, like two big wins can put a huge change in those final scores. Mm-hmm. So if yep. on game seven you're still getting your ass handed to you, don't think it's over. Like y- you can really turn stuff around in that game. Well, yeah. and we kept going back and forth. Like we went back and forth the the entire time. And then I would say the last game is when I raked in the points. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I made it all the way around the board and then some how fast would you say your last game was that was the that was a long one ours is the shortest yeah it was yeah Yeah. no it went it went slow for us because why did it go slow for us because you were dragging ass because you knew we were going to lose a campaign yeah (laughs) it's kind of i feel bad it's kind of hard to talk about this game and not spoil it right (laughs) i know i know you really have to work around it but hey well maybe it wasn't like super it might not have been super long no but it felt like it was longer than other ones though maybe we were just trying to get the most out of the last Mm -hmm. game yeah Yeah, that's maybe true what's good is you can play it again and now you have your new board that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly I know. I, I'm. I'm excited. I told Tracy this. I'm excited to play it as how it is now, just yeah. to see, you know, what we decide to do and how we decide to play it. And one yeah, of, we'll have to talk about it offline. Yeah. And one other thing too is, um, I heard a few people like on a few different podcasts saying about that once you're done with the game, like that's it, and that's actually not accurate. You do get to still build new buildings in the game. Like you can build over old buildings, even though the campaign is finished. And you do the crates, right? Still? Yeah, you can still unlock crates and everything else. Like they give you the option if you just want to put it on the board, you can. But you can also choose to build up to those things still as a standard game. So for anyone that's like, oh well, when it's over, it's over. It's not necessarily true. Like you can still play. You just don't get to retain resources from game to game. 
You get a recharge pack if you want right. to play from the beginning. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Exactly. And it's just like any any game, you know. Even it, regardless of this is a legacy game, if you're playing a regular game, you're not keeping your resources from game yeah. to game. You're losing. <laughs> you're starting over, and you're, you know, you're trying to do the best you can. Wait the next a minute. Time. I don't get to keep right. my golden raiders. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got thirty-two nope. coins. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> What about you guys? What have you guys been playing lately? So, we actually got um, the Grim Forest. You're basically the three little pigs. Well, you're not the three little pigs. The three little pigs are old and feeble, so they gotta find new pigs to build houses. So, we played it two-player. It wasn't that bad. Dan's played it four-player, and he said it's, like, the best way to play it. Kind yeah, four-player's pretty fun. That means and he won't play it with me anymore. Are you ready for the word of the day, by the way? What? You know how, like, brothers and sisters are siblings? Mm-hmm. Nieces and nephews mm-hmm. are nibblings. So you're playing the nibblings the of the nibblings. three little pigs. Yes, that's right. They're nieces and nephews. Aw. <laughs> yeah, the, the gameplay, it's actually, like, super simple gameplay. It's action selection where you only have three or four cards. Like, I'm going to the forest for wood. I'm going to the, uh, the masonry to get bricks. I'm going to the fields to get uh, straw. That's it. And if you're playing four players, you can go to the market where there's like a mix of things. And you're just trying to build the pig's houses, which is really cool, like little miniatures and everything. And you have like the big, like you have like monsters, like the big bad wolf, uh, other small wolves, trolls, where you can send them to the place and it'll hinder like people's actions or like do something to their uh, houses. Yeah. So there's a lot of player interaction. It's kind of funny because, like, you know, it's you're trying to like do the do it first and best, so you're sabotaging the other players, which is just such an odd twist for like the nieces and nephews of the three little pigs. Like, no, I'm gonna win their love. Die. It's like, you know, it's like oh my God, <laughs> like I'm stealing from it's you. A gr- <laughs> yeah, it's a grim right? forest, man. It's not. It's not just a clever but name. The artwork is ridiculous. It is so well done, mm-hmm. and. uh it's just like I mean, it's like cards that I would like to get done as prints. Mm-hmm. I I remember when we were at Gen Con last year, like that was one of the areas that really like stood out because of the art. Like you know, they were really they were just really pushing Grim Forest, and like as soon as you walked by it, you're like, ooh, yeah. what's this? You know, yeah. <laughs> and just you know everything that went into it. At the time, it was I don't think it was a fully finished product, but I mean, just seeing what they had there to offer was amazing. I don't remember that. So I was just looking to see what it looked like. So it was a Kickstarter game. But now, where did you guys uh, get it from? We got on the Kickstarter. Um, I. Oh, you did yeah, order it. When I saw there was a Beauty and the Beast card, I'm like, okay, Kim's going to love this game <laughs> no matter what anything else in it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, it's like, but it was the fact that nothing was going to be Kickstarter exclusive was like mm-hmm. the big push for me. It's it's odd okay. that I try to avoid Kickstarters with that, but I, I despise KS exclusive, so I just don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's I think it's more of just a hey look at me kind of tactic than an actual yeah. like yeah. good selling point, you know. Well, it looks like it must be coming out pretty soon because I think like stores are supposed to have it with like this month? About, yeah, like by the end of the month or so, as uh, what cool stuff said. You should probably look for that game. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I just twisted his yep. arm. Um, I love it because like now, like every other episode is gonna be like, guess what yeah. I played? This game that you guys played. Hey, guess what you played? Oh, the we same game we this played. Game yeah, that exactly. They played. Ever, everyone's gonna be like, geez, can we stop hearing about yeah, right. the same crap? <laughs> So, uh, another game that we played was, um, 
Oh my god. Oh, uh, Legacy of Dragonhold. Yeah, it's um. Oh, the role playing yeah, game, right? It's, yeah, it's surprisingly good, and the way that they made it, it kind of flows really nicely. And the tutorial, the tutorial is mm-hmm. like basically the first thing that you do. It really breaks down how to make characters. It's very simple to follow, and it actually helps you make a NPC that's going to be along with you while you're doing like the first adventure. And I think they even have that option where you can even take the NPC, and then they can follow you throughout the other adventures. But it has like a lot of stuff, like a lot of books. And um, they even have like the the world map. No way, RPGs have a lot of yeah. books. <laughs> Come on. But I don't think this Go has on. any dice though. Yeah, it's it's no a dice. diceless RPG system. Um, and the oh. thing is, having a skill is not necessarily a solution. It just means it's another way you can handle something. Mm-hmm. So it's not like oh, because you have pick locks, you win. It's like you have pick locks now. You can do this thing. It doesn't mean it's going to work in your favor. But what's great is uh, when you're doing it. So. Instead of somebody uh, just basically taking control of the whole thing, where it's like, you you basically read a paragraph, and then you can pick what you want, and depending on what your skills, you can choose that option. But someone can't just completely take control of the game, because you get actions. So, say if I went, and I used one of my skills to complete the paragraph, now, the next test... I can't choose, he can. Even though if there's a skill that I have and he doesn't, kind of asked out. So it's like, you kind of have to agree who would go first. And then from there, it's be like, okay, I take my action. And then the next paragraph he reads, I can't do anything. So it's like, it doesn't basically hand you the game, which I like. Yeah, it's like, um, it's actually a, like an activation chip almost, where... Mm-hmm. Anyone that has an active chip can volunteer to do this task, and then they turn their space down. He's... So if you're playing like more people, like you know anyone can jump in. Yeah. But you like if somebody's like, "Oh, Kurt, you know, I think you should go talk to the dragon." You're like, "Yeah, well, you already did your shit, so guess what? I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I'm going to go talk to the elf instead." And that's kind of nice, like mm-hmm. that. Oh, I do, I do that in role playing games yeah. anyway. I'm like, you yeah. don't tell me what but to do. What's nice about this one is for like uh, people that sometimes are a little more shy about RPG elements it always makes sure that they're doing something and they they have to be a part of it. Like, instead of just going like, oh, well, I'll just do whatever other people say, it's like, no, that's your chip. You decide. Yeah. Like, you want to kick that guy in the balls? You kick him in the balls. That, <laughs> the world is your oyster, you know? So I, I kind of like that it, for like new newbies to RPG, it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And one other thing I love too is uh, it's set in the Runebound universe, like the same world as Descent and Rune Wars and all that. Um, yeah. enough. And I always thought that was like a really cool landscape and I like that there's a giant exploration into like the world and landscape of it instead of like oh here's the armies of these things go kill each other here's the heroes go lo- like plunder it's like it's more of like a breathing living world instead of just murder take you know mhm yeah. so that's awesome so i'm going to uh so we don't bog this down too much and to tie it into our theme of the day uh, the last thing is, we finally finished our Pandemic Legacy Season 1 in honor of what we declared as Pandemic Month. Our final score is, I regret to inform everyone that you're all dead. <laughs> and then we found out about Aww. a score adjustment. And then after that score adjustment, almost everyone is dead. Almost <laughs> everyone. 
<laughs> but essentially everyone. <laughs> Without giving anything away, I am going to toss this out to anyone that's like playing through their Legacy Season 1 or thinking about it. Um, phrasing on cards is very important, especially for Legacy games where you can't go back. And a particular example of when the word and should, what should have been used was replaced with the word or. So let me ask you, for example, Kurt, let's try out a little experiment. If you do not own Islebound or Historia, raise your hand. See, you own Islebound. You didn't raise your hand, right? I know this is an audio podcast and people can't see it. That's why I'm <laughs> filling that part in. Most people assume... <laughs> I, only did, I only did that because my wife was going to make oh, yeah. a lot of noise. And all you would hear was like, raise your hand. <laughs> but like the thing is, like when somebody says or, right? Like, you know, like if, like, you know, like Kurt or Tracy isn't there, let's not do this. It's like, you know, it usually means one or the other is an acceptable thing. But the thing is, it's if you didn't have six and seven do this thing. And you might be like, well, how bad can it be? It's how you win the game. <laughs> so it's kind of big. No, oh, it's, it's a little important. Because we got an objective where we, we didn't have the stuff. And we're like, what? And it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you were supposed to get that two games ago. This card is often misunderstood. Yeah, we looked at BGG for that, and after we read it, it's like, alright, there was something that let us um, accommodate our score for it, which was good. But the fact that they actually said that... That you can accommodate your score because of that thing, which means a lot of people must have had that happen to them. Yeah, and I mean, like, the adjustment was nice, but I did feel bad for our friends because, like, after it was done, we're like, ah, you know, world sucks, whatever. If everyone dies, that's fine. But for our buddies, they were just, like, very downtrodden when it was over because they were like, well, I mean, even if we still lost, we could have done a lot better if we knew that thing. So, like, mm-hmm. it, I felt bad for them on that, but they were like, ah, you know, whatever. Like, you know, we still had a good time with all the other games. But that that was, like, a tough, um, like, swing. We're hoping that... So now, like, uh, one, of, uh, one of the guys in the group was like, so when we start Pandemic Legacy Season 2 next month, how about at the beginning of every month we just quick check online to see if there's any errata for each card? And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the part that's tough about legacy games is like you just you have to realize you have to like read every little thing like i know for a fact that i i failed on charterstone because on the guidepost every once in a while i would forget to read what's underneath it like oh you can't do this this turn or you have to turn this to you know back or whatever you know there was a couple of times where I f- forgot or, like, just didn't see it or, or whatever. Or he'd say, hey, you remember we had to do that? And I'm like, you didn't read that part to me. <laughs> like, I know I, totally I know one thing that totally... Bullshit, <laughs> just so you know. I know one thing that uh, messes uh, up people... Hot mic over here. Is, um, hey, everyone else yeah. was swearing, <laughs> I was going to swear. Is that uh, you can't build over a building that has anything on it, including peril tokens. That's something yep. a lot of people overlook. Um, in Charterstone, when you build over a building, you can't build over a building that has any, basically like any piece this of wood on it. Spoiler. 
If people We're if people don't know what that means, then they can't do it. But uh, you but should, it's like wait, wait, yeah, okay. but you're expo you're exposing so ready, parts. You're exposing so your yeah, parts, right. man. I, I, I can fix this. I, I'm not taking it out. That's oh, because I was gonna say you can fix it by saying there's something that's gonna be placed on the board, and if you want to build on top of it, that thing has to be off of it. So yeah, you can build on it. Yeah. So apparently in Charterstone, you can't redacted. Unless you, of course, deleted information. <laughs> and then, of course, you got to make sure, omit rule 14. You know, so I mean, like, <laughs> just keep that in mind well, and when you we, play. And we never did. <laughs> we didn't do that, but there were some parts where he would read, like, half of the <laughs> goddamn guideposts. And then he'd be like, well, yeah, we needed to do this. And I'm like... You didn't say that. Well, did he? Yeah. And did I'm like, he, no. Though, correctly put the stickers on the rule book because he's probably doing a better job than I did <laughs> the first time we played. <laughs> I think that I actually got. Yeah. Um, straight or correct? I, correct. Uh, we're not talking correct. about straight because you you <laughs> didn't do it very. He did it correct. Hey. I wasn't saying you did it wrong. <laughs> you just didn't. You're just not saying I did it right. She's like, I'm not saying you, you didn't did it wrong. Do it straight. You did do it wrong, though. I mean, this is why we're here. Yeah. yeah. So. You didn't get out a ruler and put them out there. Yeah, I would never do that anyway. <laughs> oh, I yes. didn't do that either. I'm just giving you a hard time. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh. So, so on that note, <laughs> do you want to talk? We Do you digress. want to talk a little? He, he, what were we going to talk about in this episode? I think we're going to anyway. mention a little more about uh, the month of pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we dealt with Cthulhu. That was fun. We we've seen some stuff of a <laughs> we've seen some stuff of a a, a year long uh, campaign that that you know ended in tears. Wasn't that fun? But now let's find out about if it's maybe a little easier to uh, to fix the world up when you're using dice. It's not. <laughs> It's pretty much true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's prettier to do it this way than the other oh, way. Oh, that is absolutely. Um, so, uh, how would you pronounce the man's name again, uh, Kurt? Your buddy, Matt? Uh, Matt Lehock. <laughs> oh. so, uh, so, game designer. Too bad you can't see him when he... <laughs> Well, gestures. just to let you know, when you gesture, no one can see that <laughs> yeah, but either. I know. That's... I know. Let's do a bunch of sign language that I'm no one can see. Oh, 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 I'm... oh, man, that's a good dog. Oh, it's a good bird. Man, you guys missed it. It's, but you know what? It's that angelic voice of Kurt. It just forms the image in people's minds, you know? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Pictures in your so, brain. Uh, 2014. Oh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. Welcome to my personal hellscape. This is your host, Steve Wyatt. <laughs> All right, so Z-Man Games, shocking twist. Z-Man Games put out another pandemic game. Uh, 2014 is when this one came out by Matt Lecoq, as you would say, Kurt. <laughs> uh, so instead of, like, you know, big rules or whatever, I figure the best thing is just, to, like, how it gives you that pandemic vibe. So instead of, like, giant fold-out board six little areas that's nice nice and simple and they go around your disease track which is going to show like your infection rate and your outbreaks and everything which has these awesome little syringes to help keep track of all your information the game is super simple you got four disease dice right um one of the things that i always hate in pandemic is that 
when people are like, well, uh, we know that Kolkata and San Francisco is going to be coming up soon, so uh, go over there and take care of those things. And you're like, yeah, but but I want to fix this disease. And they're like, well, we know those cards are coming up, so use the quarantine guy, go do this, go do that. And you're like, I'm so glad I'm a part of this team. <laughs> I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Let me know what my turn is. Yeah. Uh, the Cure takes all of that away because you're drawing dice from a bag. All random. You might know there's five mm-hmm. like five red dice in there or 12 red dice in there. Doesn't mean a damn thing when there's a whole bunch of random dice in that bag. You can't stack them and go, oh, uh, red dice are coming out soon. Because it's just that chaotic nature of like disease, which is awesome. Uh, the other thing that's really cool is with no board, super small region. Moving around is nice and easy, right? There's boats and planes. That's it. No driving, no walking. Boats, planes, only ways to travel. Again, and if you if you can't simple. guess boats adjacent and planes, you can go anywhere. Yeah. So again, simple. Helicopters too. Oh, that's oh. a special role, my friend. Special oh. role. <laughs> um, one. We had that one last night. That thing night. is fun. Special. Uh, and what's cool is yeah. all your classic pandemic roles have some new like variations to make them fit into the world of pandemic to cure. So like the transport specialist has a helicopter die that can be cashed in for a movement. Quarantine um, specialists where where you're at, when you pull the dice, infection dice don't go in their spot. Yep, like no quarantine markers or anything. And you can um, move before infection, which is great. It's like a free movement anywhere on the board. And the other thing that's cool is all those event cards that you normally get in Pandemic. Those things that you're always desperate for, where you're like, please, please, no Epidemic card. Available for you whenever you need them. Yeah. <laughs> the dice have like a little cross space on them. And whenever you roll that cross, instead of getting ruined, you put them in the CDC. And you can use those for actions for any, like any player at any time. Might I add, might I say the most ridiculous player in that game is the uh, celebrity, um, the one you were yeah, playing. The, uh, yeah, so there is an expansion for this game, as many pandemics have. There's Pandemic the Cure Experimental Meds. And one of them is, like, the celebrity who basically throws money at the problem. <laughs> and uh, and I love this character to death. Why does that oh, not surprise so me? Because the thing is, they're no doctor. They can't contain diseases. They can't find cures. They don't know what they're doing. They're celebrities. But they can throw money at it. And what that means is when you draw the dice, you use up your money to just make it treatment things that go to the CDC. Mm-hmm. So you're funding the special programs. And I'm like, that is awesome. That's <laughs> funny. Though I have to say that um, I think this one is the more toughest. Well, no, okay. Sorry. Cthulhu! Cthulhu! We've Cthulhu! won this once. Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu is the worst to win. This one for probably be the next one. Because even though you, if you win them... There's no... Nothing makes it where um, you can't, like, eradicate the disease. The disease is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. It can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you can cure it easier, but it's always going to be out there. Unlike the other pandemic where if you remove all the cubes of that color, it's basically, like, quarantine. Like, yeah, now like no. they're not going to come out anymore. But this one is much harder. And especially with the dice, the randomness, it's brutal. One thing I do love is one of the games of the cure. We cured yellow, like all the, you know, we got rid of all the dice and everything, and we were up to drawing five dice for the infection rate. And one, like, you know, uh, our friend uh, George pulled out five yellow dice, and <laughs> and one of the other players was like, "Didn't we just fix that?" 
And I'm like, yeah, but people are humping to celebrate, and they don't know that they're carriers. <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's like, that's why it's spreading, man. <laughs> that stuff yeah. gets everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, and a couple of the cool, a couple of the cool things that I like about it that kind of help uh, help you out too is that the the six spaces are continents, just like in the regular pandemic and stuff like that. And um, on the bottom of the uh, bottom of the spaces, they actually tell you what you're going to get the most color. You know what's going to be most mostly prevalent, prevalent yeah. color that's going to move over there. Um, plus your player dice, if you look at them before you play, you realize that some of them have you know more of the um, like variable numbers. Uh, yeah, some of them have the. Why can't I think of it? What's the the vile one? The oh, more more. Um, you know, are you talking about more curing versus? Oh, you mean more... the player character? Yeah, it's not right? curing. Yeah, it's but... samples. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like some of the dice have you know some characters have more sample dice some you or can't, sample spots on their dice. Some you can't move specific yeah. ways. Yeah, some some you can't. Some fly. of the a lot of the characters don't fly. Yeah. you know, there's a couple of characters that which which in the in the games that we played it was both women, which that's bullshit. <laughs> women can fly too. Come on. God <laughs> damn it. people. Yeah, but, but God Kurt, damn it. If they don't fly and that's their choice, you have to respect that. Mm. That is true. That maybe, is true. If they have a fear of flying, then maybe they're respect. like, you know what? That is a giant metal death tube, and I'm not fucking going down like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll just go on this big yeah. giant death yeah, tube I'll go on the a water floating instead. coffin before I go in a freaking <laughs> on a fireball in the sky. Um, That's right. So let me. So you guys got a few games of this in now, right? So compared to like that pandemic feel. Like, what are some of your vibes on it? Like, do you feel it's like a little more fun? Do you feel it's like a little more chaotic? Like, what are what are your, some of your uh, your feels on this so far? Yeah, you want me to go? First? We do. I thought it was. Um, I am totally spacing out. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. I loved it. Really, um, Tracy, tell us more. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's the same concept as your standard game of Pandemic, but it's altered into a faster version. Mm. So I that's kind of my opinion. So like last night we were taking it out to play it for the first time and I said, Hey Logan, check this out, look at all these really cool dice. And he's like, Oh yeah, look at those. And then cause I he goes, What is that game called? And I said, The Cure and I didn't say pandemic because he's like, Eh, pandemic, but he he associates it with a long game. And it kind of, I don't know if it stress, it doesn't stress him out, but he's, it's not his favorite. And, but then he comes over and he's like, oh, pandemic, the cure. And I said, yeah, but I think it's going to be different, buddy. And he goes, I don't want to play that tonight. And I said, that's fine. And, um, I was talking to him about it today and he goes, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'll play that with you guys sometime, I guess. And I said, I think you might like it. It's a quicker game. It's fun. Lots of cool dice. And I think that, I think like you were talking about, Dan, where not knowing like what you're going to be pulling out of the bag in regards to dice, like what we did, and I I don't know if they recommend this in the game, is to just pull your characters at random. That's what we did. That's a challenge. And so we had no idea. Like we didn't pair our characters together either time we played. We played, we've only played it twice so far. And we won the first game, and then we got hammered the second, (laughs) 
the second game. Like we thought we were awesome <laughs> because we just we did really well the first game and then the second game we just got annihilated. But I mean, I don't know. I like it because it was a lot quicker. It's like easy, super easy setup, super easy cleanup. It was fairly easy to understand. Like I think we referenced the directions several times though because you know it was a new game and we're awesome with directions. Uh, like a little player card, like a better player card could have probably eliminated a need to hit the book a lot. It is a player card. No, I'm saying, but it has like a little bit of info. Like uh, if there was like a four yeah, a reference card. player card, yeah. you could probably almost get all the key rules yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure it's, it would be really easy to just make some, like, like the ones like the, but like the small reference cards that they have that I, I mean, I utilize that a lot. But I think even bringing a few more um, important pieces that we kept going back to the book for would have helped. Yeah, like if you if you triggered an outbreak, yep, an epidemic, yep, or if you if you failed on a cure, if you didn't, just well, I suppose that would just be. some key pieces that we wouldn't have to keep going back to. But otherwise, yeah, I really liked it. And man, holy dice! Yeah, it's like yeah. So, like, what you're saying with the rules, like, here's one thing that I think is kind of funny in the rules. Like, take, for example, like, finding cures in this game, right? So, normal pandemic, it's the five-card combo. You need the five red cards. you got to go to research center. Rap, 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 rap. The way that this game works is, like Kurt was mentioning before, those little samples. You actually, like, lock up samples using your dice and, like, putting them over the diseases that you guys have treated. Like, oh, cool, we got these samples. Let's bottle them up. Let's take them to the lab, see what we can figure out. And the whole thing is rolling 13 or higher. Sounds easy. Except, like Kurt mentioned, the number distribution isn't always fair. Like, take, for example, black dice, three of them are threes. And, oh, if you roll those CDC symbols, those are zeros. <laughs> so, you know, you can try to find a cure, and it's like, I roll five dice, I got a two. Awesome. <laughs> I'm a good doctor. Well, I save lives. What was that? We had, like, five dice. What was it? The blue dice. Yeah. And you rolled all ones except for one, which yeah, is yeah, one, 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 cross, cross, and yeah. it's like, like I'm good at medicine. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because when you sometimes I think you forget when you roll them that those crosses are there, so you're like, I've got you know, like like you said, you're like four or five dice, easy, you know, and then you roll, you're like, wow, this is wow, this is terrible, <laughs> you know. Even with uh, the the first roll I had was the scientist gets you two more when two more points when you're trying to roll for uh, a cure or whatever, and like sometimes that does not quite and help. The thing that's funny is like this game now when you play two player, do you each take two rolls or are you, are you keeping one roll each? We just did one. How how did you find your turns like when three of your dice were locked up for samples and you only get two dice? Yeah. yeah, that it, in the second game that was rough. In the first game, I, f I felt like you know we were rock we stars. We must have had the we must have had good um, pairings People of um, characters or something. Who did who did what did he have? Yeah, I had the scientist and you had the BBB uh, contingency planner, didn't I? Yeah, the guy with the cross on him or whatever was that the contingency planner? Or something. I don't know. They seem to pair, but we might have just been really lucky on our draws from the bag or something. But I don't know. Yeah, it's like. Well, we. Because um, I think when we played it uh, two player, there was one game that we won. Um, and then uh, there was a ton of games that we lost two player. 
Uh, we did a four-player game, which we won. Uh, it was like the only four-player game, four game we ever did. But we did, um, just before uh, tonight, we did um, me and him controlled one. And then we had an extra one, and we took turns using that one. So it's technically three uh, between all of us. Mm-hmm. And even that one was still rough. Like, we, we were able to cure two diseases... And then just shit we, went south so yeah, bad. We pulled like five red dice from the bag and it was like, explosion, explosion, explosion. <laughs> it's like, well, that was a quick game. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what happened at the very end of our second game. It was like, all of a sudden it was boom, boom, boom. And like, it was just totally just spreading. One of the things like, uh, and when you were talking about the rules, like, here's something I find funny though. Like, it notes, like, in this thing with uh, about finding a cure. It's like, having a cure lets your team treat di- diseases even better. Go to page four, and then it's like, flip. When you treat a disease, if you found the cure, remove all dice of that color. Why can't that just be on page six? Like, did they they really have, like... Saying to go back to that other page would have been just as easy to go copy-paste, but whatever. So does that mean you take all the dice off of the board? Of that color. So if you have, like, the cure for yellow, you remove all the yellow dice. I don't think we did that. We We never even... It didn't matter. (laughs) We never did that. No, nope, so we Kurt, didn't do that. Is it true that once you find the cure for a disease, you remove all cubes when treating? <laughs> it's, I don't it, know what that means. What's the it's question? the same thing in this. Like, if you cure yellow, like, uh, you know, treat. But the thing is, now, like, here's one other thing about this game that's kind of funny. Normal pandemic, it's like, when you cure, like, treat things, you treat it, and you don't worry anymore. In this game, treating it is only half of the solution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it could really still go wrong. I know. Especially since, like, a normal pandemic, you're always worried about those epidemic cards. In this game, you worry about bad dice rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when one more little biohazard symbol, which, mind you, every character in the game has, is what separates you from where you are and the next outbreak. Because outbreaks in this game, I would say, are worse than anything in pandemic. Well, <laughs> because you take all those dice that are untreated plus more from the bag and just barf all over the table. Like... I think the quarantine specialist is really good for like, oh yeah, like if you're finding yourself getting a lot of outbreaks, because that, that, she was the reason why we lasted so long though, because if I didn't have her out, it would have been really bad, like worse. But like, um, but like, so one thing about this game too is, uh. So, like, I, I love the character cards themselves, how they look like medical badges. Like, they actually have, like, mm-hmm. the slip card and everything. Like, yeah. Smaller footprint, way smaller table space. Like, Tracy was saying, way faster playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, compared to regular Pandemic, would you say that this, like, might be a, like, replacement for you guys? Or just, like, an alternate two? I think it's an alternate two. I think it's, I think it's one of those that could be similar but maybe even a little bit longer than your Suros, because I feel like it's a good intro game. I mean, it's really, like, if you get it down pretty easily, you could teach it to anybody and have you have it going in seconds. I mean, you really could. I think a lot of people might say it could be a replacement for it, just because, you know, some people might not log- like how long it takes and and how many times, you know, people are like, okay, well, I think you should go here in the, in the regular pandemic. I think you should go here and we should do this. We're going to cure this. We're going to go here. In this game, it kind of eliminates that a little bit more where sometimes you can be like that. Like we, we were, we're really good at me and Tracy are really good at talking to each other about doing co-op stuff and being like, okay, 
you know, do we want to use these two crosses to use this card to, you know, step, uh, skip the infection phase or whatever? You know, we really try to outweigh the options and stuff like that. And even in this game, it's weighing those options seems to go way quicker. You know, so I, I can see I can see both. In my opinion, I think I think it's a those are both a good complement because if you want to play a, a heavy you know a heavier a little bit longer game you can play the original but if you just want to you know get together you know play you know pandemic and just kind of do it quick and you know use those pretty dice which I love those pretty dice then you go for that what do you think mm-hmm. uh, I think I think you're right or if you wanted to introduce somebody to pandemic I think this would be the place to start mm-hmm. yeah start with this first because this would be um, a good I think this is a better intro game and then see how they feel about it. And then if they really dig it, then there's potential to move them on to the next like um, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I, I like, I, I like, bo- I like the original pandemic and I like this one. Um, I would say we haven't played the cure enough to, to say which one I like more at this point. I do really, really like The Cure, and I'm excited to play more games of it. Me too. But I also like the fact that we didn't pick our characters and that we just randomly picked them. We might have I feel to like right then we... Yeah, I feel like we then just... Um, we didn't set ourselves up to... Um, like, we really had to think about it more. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's I don't know that I can answer that entirely. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to seeing now more players from you. What like? So just on a aside, when you were noting the randomize of players, um, have you tried the specialist? Uh, I'm sorry, the generalist yet, where you get just seven dice but no special powers? Nope, no. not yet. You know, so it's like a couple more dice in your pool. Which sounds awesome until you roll five biohazards and you cause two outbreaks <laughs> yeah. on your turn and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> who did who did I have for their our second game? I don't know. Whoever I whatever character I played for our second game, all I kept rolling every time it was like two or three biohazards every turn. We, we had that in our game. Seriously. <laughs> I was the biohazard queen. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny too. What it, was it? I don't remember. I don't know. And it's funny too because, you know, it was getting to the point where there's just so many out there and we're like, okay, we got to push our luck. We got to get to the point, you know? And Tracy's like, you know, I just got to roll one more uh, sample. Sample. For a sample. Yep. And I'm like, or that biohazard as she's rolling and it goes, it's slow motion. Boom. But a biohazard. Oh, every time. Every time. You know what's so great? As soon as you said that, like, I was just thinking, when you said the Biohazard Queen, I want to make a role for this game and make it like Wesker from Resident Evil. And it's if you roll <laughs> two Biohazards, you can just take any die from the bag as a sample. <laughs> it's like, nice. you're like, yes, I am spreading it for purpose. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should have, you should have, like, you could have a, have a thing where, like, you could have an extra person but you could have that extra person be that be that thing where it's like 
you guys think you're going to make a cure, but I am the disease queen, yeah. you know, and I'm just going to just make it just go downhill from there. And I would be so good at that until that character came <laughs> around, and then I would never roll a biohazard. Yeah, and Wesker can only give samples to other people that have the Umbrella Corp symbol. Yeah, yeah. Oh my exactly. god. Oh, dude, we, we need to make a character right expansion now. for this right now. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I want and it's funny too cuz you were thinking about other other things like you were talking about the badges. Now I want to laminate all those characters so then I can use like our Gen Con badge and like put it on there and be like, "I am this I am, you know, I'm the scientist or whatever." I, I am the contingency planner. I see the lanyards right behind you. You should definitely do that for playing this game. It, it yeah, makes it darn right. Like one of my fa- <laughs> I remember uh it was like after uh one of the packs like when we were still like bringing our lanyards for everything. When playing this game like two years back, somebody was like, oh, well, I think you should do this. And I just held up the badge of my lanyard. I'm like, uh, excuse me, who is the guy that's in the field right now? I know my job, sir. I know my job. It's like... <laughs> that's funny. And it's funny, too, because uh, I think one of your buddies, Mark, said that he, that they, they used uh, uh, pill bottles for the different colored uh, uh, diseases or whatever, too. Yeah, yeah Mark loves like, medicine bottles. Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, man, so many good ideas. I'm like, it, it's it's silly, but I, it'd be cool to kind of, you know, do the, it'd be kind of fun to even like have an episode where we just talk about like ways that we could pimp out our games, you oh, know? I Trust me, I'm all about that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so one other quick side note on Pandemic the Cure, it doesn't have an expansion. It has a super expansion. Their words. <laughs> Eight new uh, characters, so it basically doubles. Uh, you got a couple of new event cards. They even give you blank event cards to make your own stuff. So, of course, one of the things I think is Umbrella Corp Rising. Um, yeah, no kidding. And then they also add, like, the mutation uh, dice, like, purple die from, like, the purple cubes that were introduced in later pandemics for mutations. There's also, like, hot zone dice and, like, reference cards and everything. But it's pretty cool. Um, like, if you can get the expansion on the cheap, it's definitely worth it. Uh because the thing is, like, there's a whole bunch of dice in there, but, like, whenever you see 50 bucks for an expansion, it's always kind of like, ugh! No, jeez. If you can find it for, like, that 25 to 30 zone, that's kind of, like, a pretty nice sweet spot for this. Like, I think it's more worth it in that price range. But, yeah, it's it's it adds a little bit more. I mean, like, we played the Cure probably, like, about, like, 15, 20 times before I got the expansion. And it was great, because, like you said, it was, like, I would just break it out with all these different people and everything, and everyone's like, oh, I kind of wish it was more, I wish it was more, so we picked it up. And it is pretty fun. Um, it's not a necessity. Like, you do not have to get this thing, but, like, that celebrity and all that is in this expansion, which I thought was funny. The only disappointment, the character cards are just cards. They don't have that cool, like, little curved top or laminate cut or anything else yeah. from the original. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, oh man. Like, I can't officially be this thing. I'm just this thing. <laughs> did did they like forget i wonder i'm thinking just cheaper uh print run it was probably like you know to put like the die cut and like the hole punch and everything else was like extra work or extra cost and flat mm. cards are just print flat cards so but yeah i mean it's like it adds like a, a little more like the mutation thing is funny because now it brings math into pandemic uh the cure a little more because mm -hmm. it's like there's multipliers and dividers so when you're rolling to find the cure could be easier it could be way harder you're like we got it we got 16 no technically we got divide by two so we only got eight okay i guess we <laughs> so much for my disease curing you know it's like 
but it's it's like I said, just a bit more. Um, I'm kind of glad that there's not more expansions for this thing because that's like always the intimidation of Pandemic. Like, hey guys, you want to play Pandemic? Do you have On the Brink? No, uh, it's not really fun without On the Brink. And you're like, mm. I finally got On the Brink. Oh, cool, and you got In the Lab, right? In the what? It's like, oh, if you don't have In the Lab, then I can't be this guy. Well, all right, I guess we can make it work. It's like there's like four things for Pandemic. There's this. There's experimental meds. That is all. Like, there's not ten things to get. So that and of course everything fits in the main box super easy. You don't have a stack of pandemic boxes. So because believe it or not, in that main box, yeah, it's very easy to throw more dice in there. It's weird how they fit so well. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> yeah, you can even take out the insert. The insert is really not needed in that game, so you can just have a regular bottom box if you want it. Tossed to. on day one. I didn't that insert did nothing <laughs> for me. So <laughs> So would you say so far a thumbs up from you guys? Like this is uh, definitely like a welcome addition to the world of pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I say like if we did did our rating schedule or rating schedule. Wow. We're gonna rate this in. March. If we actually did our. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If we did our ratings, like I would like even though it's like a new to me game, like I love it. I just anything that has awesome dice and it's just fun to play. Like I'm I'm in so. Mm-hmm. Big thumbs up for me. T Racy? I agree. I T Racy agrees. <laughs> so what do you say? Like? With the rating schedule. <laughs> so what's the schedule? Like so between now and March fourth, <laughs> we're gonna try to rate the game. But okay. if to give an early guess, what would you say? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I would give a thumbs up. Kind of one slightly in the in the in the middle because I don't know. I think this is like super hard and I th- I think a lot of the times, two-player, it's not going to go well for us. Pretty much. But it's still fun to play, even though I know we'll lose a whole bunch of time before we win. Yeah, remember, it's not about when you win or lose. It's, it's if, when you have fun. Yeah. It's also knowing that yeah. everyone died because of Thanks, your medical Dad. attitude. Yeah. Everyone's going to die because of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no kidding. one of my favorite jokes is, uh, hey, you know what they call the worst doctor in the class? A doctor. somebody's got to get the lowest grade and still pass right yeah whenever you roll those like four blanks that's what you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wasn't the valedictorian (laughs) yeah well you have to realize too pandemic is named pandemic for a reason (laughs) it's pretty bleak right (laughs) that needs to be one of the pandemic expansions Things are bleak, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just call it Pandemic the Bleak. That's what I was just going to say. I want to play that. Yeah, and every BGG comment will be, no shit. <laughs> the rules are like, you have eight turns to save the world, and to prove we're serious, you only get six turns. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And most of your turns will be bad. Flip a coin, came uh, up tail, skip your turn. You're like, this game sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really do want to play it now. That sounds great. Yeah. Pandemic the Bleak. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's what I'm getting. Matt Leacock? <laughs> Matt oh. Leacock. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like yours better. That Lee sounded like, like li- literally, literally, no matter how I say it, it's going to sound you said, dirty. Because I, yeah. I said it bad. Matt Leacock. No, but how would you? How do you say Matt Lecoq. Lecoq. And I said Matt Lecoq. <laughs> like a peacock. I like the bird. Like yeah. Rubber Singing chicken or bird. something. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 
you say it all like fancy and I say I it do. like a bird. So I'm a fancy man. <laughs> you, Mr. Fancy Pants. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> if anyone can say can guess what that's from, 100 MFG cast points for you. Actually, it's Fancy Man, not Fancy Pants. Oh, <laughs> then you get 100 MFG cast points. I do, yay. Please tell me Mr. Fancy Pants is one of the roles in Pandemic, Things Are Looking Bleak. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be awesome. No. That actually sounds like that would be from uh, Reina Cthulhu. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Here's me, Mr. Fancy Pants Third. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Please, that's right. Mr. Fancy Pants was my father's name. Call me Featherbottom. <laughs> Featherbottom? <laughs> yeah. Featherbottom Fancy Pants. You don't know that guy? So on that note. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I think, I think Pandemic, the cure is still, you know, you can find it still pretty cheap. Um... So even I don't know even even at you know not its full retail but like close to it I still think it's worth it. I mean you're you're getting getting a nice quick fun game. You got lo- lots of awesome shiny dice that you could use for just about anything. I don't know even if you wanted to play test other things, you know, you could use the cross as something else, but I don't know. It's I don't know. I just have a lot of fun, so I say get it. I say get it. Wow, the getting's good. Yeah, That's a bad deal. If I see uh, good prices on that or Suro, uh, I will always quick tweet it out and ask Kurt to give a, a tag onto that so you can hit up the MFG Amazon links to acquire that on the cheap. Speaking of which, uh, Pandemic Iberia, a game we will be discussing soon, twenty seven fifty on Amazon. It's on sale! Almost wow. half price off the forty nine ninety nine MSRP. Wow. Wow. And are you ready for the main reason why people didn't buy that game too much? Because they were all bent and twisted because it was originally going to be a con exclusive and they decided to release it to the public. And people were like, meh, I went to this con and only I should have it. <laughs> so <laughs> so dumb. Yep. That's so dumb. Uh, people are so, I don't understand. People are so petty. It's like... Mm-hmm. You know what? We don't all need to be special, you know? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, we do, because we're <laughs> awesome. Let's, let's not be crazy. That is true. But, uh, that is true. But yeah, so for what it's worth, like I said, Iberia 2750 The Cure is about $40 right now on Amazon. $10 still, off. Yeah, still okay. not too bad. No. No, not at all. Not for a game like that. So, yeah, join us next time when we talk about Iberia. I have not pl- We have not played it yet, but I'm excited to hear about what what all is involved with it and i you know what i'll keep a positive mind about it you know i would i didn't go to whatever con that was supposed to be at <laughs> <laughs> that's right that was weird what are all these like bird and yeah. weird baby noises or something i don't know what that noise can was. we start calling her coco Sorry. beware <laughs> we could we could no it's taz racy to you that's right that's right so <laughs> Until next time, I'm Kurt. I am Tez Racy. I'm Kim. No fancy name. And I am Featherbottom Fancy Pants. <laughs> the third. <laughs> nice. And this was the MFG Guest. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.